Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, glory be to God. Good morning to you, my family. What a joy. What a blessing. What a day to be alive. We thank the Lord in the midst of this lockdown, no matter what the world is saying, we are led by God's Spirit and this too is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We are truly missing our time of fellowship with you and we know that God has got a plan in the midst of all of this, but our hearts long for you, our hearts long just to gather with all the saints and to get into a time of worship and create an atmosphere for the presence and the power of God to be we were never designed to be apart, but I'm thanking the Lord in the midst of this. We're going to hold on. Amen. This is the title of my sermon this morning is just passing through. And I'm here to exhort you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to strengthen you and to let you know that this too shall pass. Won't you pray with me this morning from myself and Pastor Z. We love you. We appreciate you. And um, let's go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you once again for this anointing. We thank you once again for the power of heaven available to every single one who asks, my God. Father, we thank you that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Today, Father, we've come to sit and we've come to listen. We've come to gather. We've come to church this morning to meet and to gather with the sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are the Ecclesia. We are the ones that you've been raised up, that have been raised up for a time such as this. This is the church of a living God that we are decreeing and declaring your word to the nations, Father. We are here to encourage, to strengthen, and to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Anoint these lips of clay as I make sounds, you make sense, but give us the spirit of understanding. Thank you that everyone that is under the sound of my voice will feel the strength will feel the, feel the encouragement and this anointing that will break the yoke of bondage in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, we love you. Won't you share faith today? Won't you start a, a watch party on your side or put it to your stream? Because there's so much of fear going around, but you're a child of faith. And part of your responsibility in the kingdom of God is to share the word of faith. How will they know unless there's a preacher? And you are, everybody that's connected in your circle, you are their preacher. You are the one that brings them hope and encouragement. And this word is for you and for them. Come on, share the word. Share it out there so that we can stir faith in the hearts and minds of all God's people. And even for those who are hopeless, you are voice to the hopeless, to those that are discouraged. And many people are feeling the discouragement in the season, even as the president and we're not finding really what we want in the season the way we should be, according to government's timetable. But I want to remind you this morning that you're not on government's timetable. You're on your father's and heaven's timetable. Heaven has got a plan for your life. And we are in a series this season teaching on the crossroads. And as we put up this picture, I want to remind you once again about the cross. I want to remind you that you are on God's timetable. You are on God's 
plan. You are dealing with God's purposes. God's got you in mind in the midst of all of this. And so we're going to honor God this morning. We're going to come to the Holy Spirit. We're going to come to his word. And we're going to honor God through this morning to understand that you are on heaven's timetable. Amen. Doesn't matter what they say about the lockdown. Doesn't matter what the agenda is over there. We, our role and our responsibility is to pray for those in authority, for those that are in government. But, but before God, we are here to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We are here to live by, not by just the Logos, but the Rhema word. What is the now word for God? And this is our pressing in to God for you and for the family and for all the loved ones to hear and understand what God is saying to the church. We're not just giving any word. I am here to encourage you and to strengthen you and to let you know that God is hearing you. God is on your side. God is fighting for you. You are a child of the living God and we've come to praise and exalt the Lord this morning. The series we are busy with is called From the Cross to Pentecost. It is dealing with what happened at the cross and how God's plan unfolds for every single one of us through the cross and how to move to a place of Pentecost. Remember, this is the time that changed the world forever. And I believe even the season that we're in, we know that the era that we're entering into, it will never be the same again. We are clear about that. And we let us be clear about it. Things are not going back to normal. Things are not going to be the way they used to be. We have to upgrade our lives. We have got to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We've got to stay on, in, on track with God. We are led by the Spirit of God. The path of the righteous becomes brighter and brighter. And so your life will not go into a place of dimness. You are not going to be walking confusion because you are not driven by circumstances. You are not driven by this world's calendar and their timetable. You are led by the Spirit of God. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so you are not here uh, trying to just, you know, waste your time. We are here shifting time. We are here dealing what the Father's called us to do. So I want to praise God this morning. Remember that next week we, we celebrate um, on Thursday the, the Ascension Day. And the week after that we celebrate in Pentecost. So something's building up. Something's happening in the earth for you and for me. We are, we are, we are operating and listening to what God is saying. We are functioning out of a different timetable time table because we are led by the Spirit of God. And so remember that the, the cross gives you power over your past. But Pentecost gives you power for your future. And so you are here this morning hearing what the Spirit of God is saying because God's got what? A great plan for you. As we put up this emblem and we want to show you once again the cross and the importance of number one is that God's a God of purpose. When you see the plan at the head, he's the head of his church. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for his church. There's a purpose. Purpose is the plans are only revealed because there is a purpose. God is a God of purpose. Purpose means original intent. It's an original intent. Purpose will motivate you. You must understand the importance of the purposes of God in the earth. All things work together for the good for those who love God and are called to what? According to his purpose. You were made for a purpose. This, this pause is purposeful. This time is purposeful. The hand of God is upon your life this morning because God is a purposeful God. I'm preaching this morning because God has got a purpose for your life. Anybody that's under the sound of my voice is understanding that God is not uh, oblivious to what is happening. God is not ignoring the prayer of the, of the righteous. God is, is using his plan. He's unfolding his purpose in the midst of it. So there are plans 
and the plans of God is unfolding. And then there is a path and then there is a people and then there is a place. I want to remind you about this four. Four is the number of completion because God's not going to bring you out of, out of bondage and let you die in the wilderness. That's not the heart of God. He's got a purpose for your life and it's, his plan is to move you into the promised land, to a place. God made places before he made people. I am reminding you that there is a reason why you were born. There's a purpose and a plan for God in the midst of all of this. Glory be to God. Your purpose, purpose will keep your priorities straight. Can you not get stuck in the wilderness in the season? Just because we've experienced the cross, which, which speaks about the Passover, when the blood was shed, it delivered you and it gave you the power to break from your past. But God, he began the good work inside of you. He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's moving you out to take you in, not to leave you in the wilderness, not to leave you stuck in a place where you don't know where you are, why you are here and, and being in your house. No, God's got a great plan for your life. He's got plans to prosper you. He's got his thinking thoughts of prosperity towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? Because we're just passing through. Type that out there this morning. Share a watch party and say, we're just passing through. This is not our eternal place. The wilderness is not you are not born for the wilderness. The wilderness has a purpose. The wilderness is, is purposeful. And we're going to share that this morning because everyone has been born for a purpose. God thought about everything. He's not, he's, he's, this has not caught him by surprise. Your life matters to God. My life matters to God. Our children's lives matter to God. This nation matters to God. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? Because he is a purposeful God. Come on, somebody. He knows the number of hairs that's on your head this morning. Even when you combed your hair and two fell out, God can tell you how many because he is concerned about your every move. He's concerned what matters to you matters to God. I want to thank the Lord this morning. Can somebody praise them, lift their hands wherever they are right now? I feel you daughter I feel the loneliness I feel that you think that you by yourself but God wants you to know today that you are passing through this is a word of hope this is a word of encouragement and I'm here to strengthen you by the word of God and by the spirit of God you are coming through this season because you're just passing through you are not your buying timeshare in the wilderness you might be pitching a tent but soon God's going to lift this tent and you're going to move into the promised land with your the destiny and the purpose and the plan that God has got for you. Because what is the purposes of God? When you understand the purposes of God, you also understand that God is developing your potential in the wilderness. It's just a season. It's not permanent. This is not permanent. Don't get frustrated with, with, the, with governments. Don't get frustrated with, the, with whatever the president has got planned, whatever decisions leaders are making. You are led by the spirit of God because God is developing your potential. And every time you understand the purposes of God, listen to this, it gives you power for the present. Glory be to God. You're getting power for the present. God is putting his power on you this morning because anybody that gets attached to the purposes of God understands that I have power for the present because God's got plans out of the plans. Out of, he's got a, the vision is, is coming. The vision out of the vision comes the plans, the strategy, the goals, the objectives. And God is moving us because we are not 
driven by circumstances. Let me say it again. We are led by the Spirit of God. Can somebody praise the God because He's a purposeful God in everything that He is a purposeful God. Purpose will help you evaluate your progress. And maybe that's where we're going to go this morning. And they help us evaluate. Are we progressing with God? Is our mind stayed in faith? Are we walking by fear? Are we, are, just, are we just wandering in the wilderness? You were not made for the wilderness. You were not made to go and keep your children in the wilderness. You are here to move through the wilderness and become all that God has called you to be. You will be amazed at how many people live small lives because they don't understand the purpose of God. Can I speak this to everybody and every son and every daughter and every businessman and every business and every businesswoman? You need to understand if you're going to get involved in the purposes of God, you cannot have a small thinking. Where we are going is not enough. Just us for and no more. That's not enough. We're going into a place with big dreams and big vision and the big promised land where giants lived in houses. Giants could not live in small houses. You're going to have to start thinking bigger than where you are right now. You're going to have to lift up your thinking. You're going to start having elevated thoughts this morning because what we're dealing with, we might be in a small place and in a low place in this morning but this is not our destiny we are coming on to the other side we are coming with the anointing I feel the hope, I feel light I feel the encouragement this morning because you're coming into a large wide open space, you're coming into a place of more than enough, you're going to be blessed to be a blessing, come on somebody you're going to have to think about good thoughts, you're going to have to think about the future and big campuses we have to build, wandering in the wilderness People, wilderness wanderers don't have a sense of purpose. They fight battles and it wears them out because it's not attached to a purpose. David, when he fought Goliath, he asked, isn't there a cause? Are we not here on heaven's purpose? Jesus endured what he went through. He endured the cross, despised the shame for the joy that was set before them. Can somebody lift up a praise on the Sunday morning and praise the Lord because there's joy in your home. There's joy in your mind. But the joy that is set before us, we're going to endure the season. We're going to press in. Come on, we are just passing through. I want to put that in your spirit this morning. We are just passing through for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. There is something coming out of what we are going through. There is something coming out. We're coming out better than we've ever been before. We're coming out stronger than we've ever been before. When people are in the wilderness, when people are going through trouble that have no purpose, they think, what's the point? But people that are full of purpose understands that this too shall pass, that we're only passing through. Come on, I want you to be encouraged this morning. I need you to be stronger in the Lord this morning. Come on, build up your faith this morning. Come on, fight the good fight of faith this morning. Come on, get up from where you are this morning. Get up from that prostration. Get up from that discouragement. Oh, why so discouraged, oh my soul? Oh, why discouraged? Why why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God this morning. Come on, lift up your voice this morning. Just take a moment. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? Can somebody praise the King of Kings this morning? Can somebody lift up a joy this morning to the Lord and say, Father, I'm going to trust you in the process. Come on. I know you need this word of encouragement this morning. There's so many people that are living aimless lives with nothing to aim at. No goal, no purpose, no plan. 
Because they're just thinking that, you know, whatever the government says, you know, it's going to be. No, not for us. We are children that we are marching on purpose. Come on, you are an army. You belong to the army of God. You are coming through the season stronger than you've ever been before. We are fighting battles because it's purposeful. David asked if I'm going to fight this battle. He asked, what do I get if I win this battle? What do we do? What do we get if this giant's head comes off? Don't fight battles that's got nothing to do with your destiny. Fight a battle based upon the reward that you're getting for this thing. And I'm telling you what the reward is this morning. The reward is your family. The reward is your children. The reward is this nation. The reward is the African continent. The reward is found in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you there is a purpose for why you are going through what you're going through. And God is calling you back to a place to be encouraged this morning. And to state it again. It, we just passing through. You're not going to be stagnating in the wilderness. Listen to me today. The reason for the church is that the church was never designed to make anybody comfortable. Not one. Not one. It was designed by God to keep you progressing on purpose. It was to keep you growing and developing. That's why Jesus could say, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. That means we're going to keep on pushing and we're going to keep on pressing. And when you study scriptures, you'll find God brings them out, takes them through to take them in. All of that is progression of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end. What is that? That's just progress. God, the God of increase is the God of increase. You need to move forward. You need to get yourself ready because we are not going to die in the wilderness. This is not going to be your final state. You are not going to be buried in the wilderness. You are coming into the promised land with all that God has got for you. Child of God, come on, say it from your mouth this morning. We're only passing through. Just passing through. We are here to fight the good fight of faith. We are here to walk with victory in our hearts. We are not just to gather enough for us for and no more. We are here to possess the promised land. We are here to come into what God has got for us. We are here to build structures and strategies, strategies and systems that's going to build kingdom businesses and go and possess what God has got for us. We are not here living in a place of not enough and just enough. We are entering into a place of more than enough. The Holy Spirit's coming in the season as we're dealing with, with Pentecost. It's here to bring you into a place where there's a vision and a dream for your life. What is the dream and the vision for? I'll part my spirit in all flesh. Your sons and your daughters. Old men to have uh, dreams. To revive the dreams. Young men to have visions. To stir up a vision in their hearts. What is the vision for? The vision is, an, is, is, is your weapon against the enemy. A vision is breaks the stagnation for where I am. We're going to be teaching on visions and dreams moving forward. But you must understand that you're going to move forward in the purposes of God because it is the, the weapon against the enemy. A vision in my heart is what gets me to get up every day in the tiredness, in the confusion, in God, which way to go. Every morning I have to wake up and remind myself I am in the vision and the purpose and the plan of heaven for my life. It's coming for you. We are moving forward with the purposes of heaven. We are not staying stagnant in this place. There is a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. Remember this. We are here to possess the promises. Someone is going to have to go and create the future. 
If the church, and I want to write this down, I want to put this in your spirit. If the church does not create the future, someone else will. And it will determine that what our children will live under. If we do not create the future, the future will invent itself and then reinvent us. We must be the ones leading this. That's why you have apostolic people. You are sent first. You are first in rank. You are first on the scene. You are first to build. You are first to move forward. You are born in the class of firsts. You are here to establish the purposes of heaven and to bring in what the Father wants done in the earth. Glory be to God. You must understand that. Here's a scripture that's going to settle you and bring some clarity about why we, why we are here. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, this is you, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, appointed him, as Moses was also faithful in all his house. My God, my God, my God. He says, I want you to consider this. You are called. You are partakers. This is a heavenly calling we're dealing with. Consider the apostle and the high priest. This revelation of who Jesus is. Number one, the apostle to a high priest. When God brings the people out of Egypt. And he establishes in the wilderness only one thing. No other thing happened in the wilderness. God was moving them through and he just gives Moses the blueprint of what the church is going to look like. He's giving him revelation. He says, build according to the pattern and then put high, the high priest in place so that every year they can come and represent the people before me and bring sacrifices. And depending what's happening with the high priest, the people will walk in the favor. They'll have my approval. That was God's intention. Gives him the blueprint. So Christ becomes your high priest. He becomes our high priest. What has that done? He settled the issue concerning heaven. You're now a partaker of this heavenly calling. You now must, the Bible says, he considered the apostle and the high priest of our confession. He now then establishes an identity for who you are. You understand that you have the favor of the Lord upon you, right? Not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. My God, the high priest issue has been settled. Listen to Hebrews 4.14. Seeing then that you have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with your weakness. That's why you have a high priest. He has been through what he's been through. He went through what he went through. It was just passing through. He has compassion on us. He also went through. He had to endure. He, he understood. He was just passing through. My God. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we are. 
whatever temptation we're dealing with right now, whatever weakness we are dealing with right now. Yet he, the Bible says he was without sin. He went through what he went through. He went through what he went through. He knew he was just passing through. You, we are just passing through. Can I, I feel this grace to let you know that you are a child of a living God. You are here on purpose. Jesus was born. He says, for this cause I was born and for this cause I have come. There is a reason why he went through what he went through because it was, he was born for a purpose. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Whatever need you have this morning, can you understand that you, there's this twofold part of who Jesus is? He dealt with the high, he's your high priest. The Bible says forever he's making intercession for us in your weakness, in your challenge of Lord, when's this thing going to pass? He says, I am your high priest. He says, you come boldly to the throne room of grace to obtain mercy for your faults. Find grace to help you in your time of need. There's grace for your time of need. He says he understands your weakness. He understands the fight that we are in right now. He is not unsympathetic. He, he, he understands what we've been through. He, is, he understands our weakness. This high priest. He says consider him. So Moses represents and establishes the law. Brings the people into understanding the tabernacle. Establishes an order of high priest. This is only in the wilderness. But that was not the end of the story. God then goes and says, put the anointing on Joshua and let them take, let him take the people in. Both the, the high priest, Moses, who speaks about the law and establishes that, and the apostle. Because the high priest gives you your identity. But the apostle gives you your destiny. Praise the Lord for the helicopter coming over. But I'm going to repeat what I just said. I'm going to let you know what I've just said. The high priest settles your identity. The apostle settles your destiny. Because an apostle is a sent one. Your story, this is the point I'm trying to make. Your story doesn't end with lockdown. It doesn't end in the wilderness. It doesn't stop here. Your story is going to unfold in the promised land. Can somebody praise the Lord right now? Can somebody give God the praise and the glory right now? Because he says, consider both the high priest and the apostle of your conf about confession. Consider him both because it's not just your identity. It is your destiny. It's not just your identity. You are the righteousness of God. You are, it's settled in heaven. That heaven is settled. You don't have to be concerned about that anymore because Christ has paid the, the, the price for that. But what he's now concerned about is that we as children of God enter into our destiny. You are not going to die in the wilderness. Can I prophesy that over you? Can I decree that upon your children? Your children are coming into their destiny. They are not going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Your generational, there's a generational blessing upon you. I speak that to your generation. I speak that to your genes. I speak that to your family name in the mighty name of Jesus. You are not going to just get saved for heaven. You are coming to possess the promises of God you are coming into what God has got for you and for your children can somebody praise the Lord in this in this moment I know you are weak I know you feel like you cannot continue he says but 
we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hold on, child of God. I am just passing through. That's your confession. I'm not staying here. I'm not dying in the wilderness. My life will be fruitful. I will multiply. I will have dominion. I will walk with victory all the days of my life. My children are coming in. Can somebody praise the Lord? Glory be to God. Listen, listen to another scripture to encourage you this morning. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. You're not going to lose heart in this season. Let them postpone whatever they want to postpone and let us follow what they want to do. But I am telling you, God has got enough manna to feed you in the wilderness. He's got enough quail to take care of you. God is a good God. He's, does not, he, it's not like he doesn't know about this. He knows about everything we're having to go through because he's that high priest. He, he has compassion. The Bible speaks about how the ephod and how he wore that. He, he, it was all of, of how this was set up on the high priest. It means he represented the people. He represented the people before God. God understands what you're going through. Therefore, do not lose out. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, can somebody type that out? It's just a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, too many people in the church listening to what the news is saying, listening to what the president is saying, listening to what the world is saying, we do not look. Come on, we do not look. We are looking, but we're not looking at the things that are seen. Because why? But the things which are not seen, we are looking at a different way. Come on, somebody. We are not looking at the things that are seen. Listen, you, you, you try and do this right now. This is your exercise this morning. Take one eye and look down. Take the other eye and look up. It's impossible. God made it that way. It is impossible. You're either looking to the things that are seen or you're looking to the things that are not seen. Lift up your eyes this morning, the Lord says, to the hills. Where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord, who's the maker of heaven and earth. I'm here to stir your faith, and I'm here to bring the word of God in so that your eyes can look properly. I'm getting your eyes fixed on God's word. Your eyes fixed on the future. Your eyes fixed on where you need to be going. Don't look at the temporary. This stuff's going to pass. Listen to what it says. For the things which are seen are temporary. It's only temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Come on. I have a word for you this morning. We're just passing through. That's the word for you and your family this morning. Squeeze if you have a husband, a wife, a child, somebody next to you. And for those that are by themselves, I'm agreeing with you. Come on, say it. Say it. Say it. In, fill your atmosphere. Fill your home with this atmosphere and say we just passing through something is working here for me it's working for me what's God working an eternal weight of glory our inward man is being renewed every single day never preached so much in my whole life but my inward man is being renewed day by day this is just a light affliction come on somebody it's just a light affliction it's just something we're just passing through it's just a moment it's just, which is but for the moment. It's working for us a far more exceedingly, exceeding an eternal weight of glory. I'm coming out heavier in the spirit than ever before. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says none of your words will uh, spoke about, about the prophet. He says none of Samuel, none of his words that he, that he prayed have fallen to the ground. None of it will fall to the ground. Why? It's producing the weight that's needed in the spirit. Come on, how do, you, how, do you, how do you measure the glory of God? You measure it by weight. You're going to become weighty because of your persistence. It's going to become stronger for you because of your persistence in the season. Glory be to God. We are not, I say it again, operating on the president's timetable. We are operating on heaven's timetable. All things work together for the good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Acts 28, 30, verse 31. Listen to Paul, the man who writes the majority of the New Testament. Writing of the New Testament. Where was he when he wrote? Acts 22, 30. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house, under house arrest, and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. It's under lockdown that he wrote. He wasn't driven by what people were saying and what the world was thinking about him because Paul was on God's timetable. You're on God's timetable, child of God. You're not, you're not driven by what the world is saying. We're not driven by what times they give us. We take what we have to take in. Yes, it's important that we speak out and do what we have to do. And we must, you know, follow what we have to follow. But can you understand that God is greater? That you can trust in the Lord with all of your heart and not lean upon your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Listen to Ephesians 5 and verse 15. I'm sharing the scripture to do, to do what? To take your eyes off the natural and set it upon the word of God. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. <laughs> and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking with one another in Psalms. Listen, listen, listen to Psalm, listen, listen to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 in, um, in the New Living Translation. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. You're not a fool. What is a fool? A fool says in his heart, there's no God. They're not operating out of God's timetable. They're driven by circumstances. Don't you know that God is in the center of all that we're doing? He's the center of our joy. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? He says, but like those who are wise, I call you wise. I call you a saint. I call you a child dripping with the wisdom of God. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Are you maximizing this opportunity? Are you writing? Are you getting strategy? Are you putting on vision? Are you studying scripture? Or are you just wasting time? Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Here's what, where we need to end. Our greatest temptations stem from a place where we're either unschooled in his word or feeling unfulfilled in his presence. Your greatest temptations come because you are unschooled in God's word, God has got a plan for you. That's the schooling. He's got a path for you. That's the schooling. He's got a people for you. That's the schooling. He's got a place for you to function and come into a place of rest. 
That's the schooling. He's not just your high priest, which gives you your identity. He's also your apostle, which gives you your destiny. And anytime I don't have that, I feel tempted. Every time I don't understand that, I feel tempted. So what do I do? I go back into the presence of God. For in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. You've got to stir the atmosphere. You've got to stay in his presence. You've got to understand that he's got a plan for your life. You've got to stay on the path with God. God is not ignoring you. He's not ignoring our prayers. It's working together for our good. And it's producing a weight of glory. Come on, type in there once more time. This too shall pass. Ah. The only thing that happened to them in the wilderness. Moses gets the blueprint for the tabernacle. The only thing that God de that deals with in, in times of wilderness times is on lockdown. He deals with is his house, is his presence, is his purpose, your number priority, number one priority. That's what the Bible says. Seek first because he knows there's many things that are fighting for your first in your mind, in your priority. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. In the wilderness, they only established the priority of God, his presence. He gave them their identity. That's all they did. Something so powerful I wanted to share with you. Where is this? Glory be to God. You, God's going to put you in the wilderness. He puts every one of us in the wilderness to acquaint us with his presence. Jesus only became in the wilderness. He only became acquainted with the anointing. Joshua took the ark, whatever was that was built in the wilderness. He took the ark, the presence of God, with him into the promised land. Because God's priority was done. His priority was set. And so Joshua could move into the promised land. But he only took that with him. The, the finances, the resources, the land, the rest, all that they required was done in the, for the promised land. But in the wilderness, it was only the presence of God. It was a priority to set. Jesus became acquainted with the anointing in the wilderness. And the Bible even says often he withdrew into the wilderness to go and pray. To get used to the anointing. Don't miss the purpose for the season. You're coming out with the presence of God. You're coming out with the power of God. And you're going to walk with the anointing. That was the purpose for the season. And if God has allowed the delay, we're going to keep on moving. Don't you get into the complaints because complaints is a serious thing before God. It was in their complaining that they died in the wilderness, that they had to go and stay 40 years. Can somebody take the time this morning to repent of the complaints you brought before the Lord? Can somebody just begin to say, Lord, forgive us for the complaints, for complaining and murmuring in our hearts? Can we, in the midst of all that is happening, just trust God that we are coming into the promised land, that we be ripped from the complaints, because God does takes complaining seriously. And the enemy wants to create an atmosphere of complaining before, before God. And yet speak about the, the nation and speak about it. Don't you get, you're not like the rest of the world. The Bible says don't live like them who have no God. 
who have got no purpose, who don't understand the will of God. But he says, understand what the will of the Lord is. Can somebody praise him? Let me give you one more scripture to end. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I don't want you to be unaware of all, that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these became our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. Don't get going to a lustful space for things when God is dealing with your priority in the season. And do not become idolaters as some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell, nor let us tempt Christ as, as some of them also tempt, uh, uh, or as, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents, nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the, the destroyer. Wow. God takes complaining seriously. He speaks about sexual immorality. He speaks about them rising up to, 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 to eat and to play. That means there's no purpose. But right in the middle of that, he puts in the complaints. Be rid of the complaints this morning and start to rejoice in the Lord. Get up in the morning and thank the Lord that you're still alive. Come on. Have you, got, have you still got 10 hands, uh, 10, 10 fingers? Uh, do you still have 10 toes? Do you, can you still breathe this morning? Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, all these things happened to them as examples and were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who drinks, thinks he stands, take least, let, let, let him fall. No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man. This is not uncommon to every single one of us. But listen to this. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond which you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. That you're able to bear up under it. Come on somebody. God cannot allow us to be tempted beyond that which we are able. He's always made a way of escape. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning? For this too shall pass. You will not be found wandering in the wilderness. You are not. You will not be found wandering in the wilderness. What's the purpose of a crisis? Number one is to outlast the crisis. That's the purpose of a crisis. Number one is to outlast the crisis. That's the first lesson. What's the second lesson? The second lesson of the crisis is to learn the lesson of the crisis. What is the lesson? God's priority, we've got it. God's purpose, we've got it. God's plan, we're working it. God's path, we're walking in it. God's people, we're connecting with them. God's place, we're coming. Come on, somebody, shout, we're coming. Say, we're coming, because we're only passing through. I feel so encouraged this morning and strengthened. For God, Hebrews 6 verse 10, this is my final scripture. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence, each one of you, each one of us, come on, you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. 
until the end. We're going to come in. We're coming in with our families. We're coming in with Kingdom Life Embassy. We're coming in with the campuses across the globe. We're coming in. We're coming in. We're coming in. Can there be a shout of praise in the house of God this morning? Right now in your house where you are. Right now in your bedroom that we are coming in. We are coming in by the grace of God. And that you do not become sluggish, the Bible says. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The terrible twins against the enemy are these two things. Faith and patience. The first lesson, the first lesson about the crisis is you were supposed to outlast the crisis. The second one, the second lesson in the crisis is that you were supposed to take the lesson of the crisis with you into the promised land. Have you got the lesson? Is the church getting the lesson? God is calling us there. Now through faith and patience, inherit what God said belongs to you. Faith and patience. Satan hates somebody who's got faith and is just patient because it's just a matter of time. We're going to get everything that belongs to us. Belongs to our families, belongs to this nation, belongs to this generation, belongs to your family name. Come on somebody, let us be encouraged this morning that we are coming through this crisis. And we've got the lesson of this crisis. But the kingdom is going to be established in your life and through my life. We are coming through because we're just passing through. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. For anyone that does not know Jesus Christ, you've been so discouraged and you're thinking like, God, what's going to happen to me and my family? Which, which way are we going to go? You don't know what to do. I want you to know today that God's got a plan for you too. That in the midst of all of this crisis, God's got us preaching and teaching. So this message can touch your life. That you can know that you're not an accident. Your parents might not have wanted you, but God wanted you. You could have been born into any other era and any other time, but you were born for, in the kingdom and brought into the kingdom to hear this message for a time such as this. God has got a plan for you. God has got a great purpose. Your gifting, whether it be in banking, whether it be out in the marketplace, whether it be for the church, I am telling you there is a plan that God has got for your life. And I'm asking God to touch you today and speak to you today. I'm praying that God opens up, the, opens up the eyes of your understanding. I pray that God begins to reorder your life and bring you into the plan and the purpose that he has for you. I know with a certainty, no one was born without a purpose. Without a gift and without a purpose. And this includes you, ma'am. It includes you, sir. I'm asking you this morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, won't you pray this after me and say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I ask you to come into my heart because I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Thank you as my high priest. I receive you today that you can represent me before the father. But as my apostle, you have a great plan for my life to send me into a mountain to possess territories for your kingdom and for your glory. I receive you as my high priest and I receive you as my apostle. Thank you for washing me in your precious blood. From the cross, lead me all the way to Pentecost so I can walk with the power of the Holy Spirit and become all that you've called me to be. 
I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. The Lord loves you, man. You belong to the kingdom of God. He's got a great plan for you. He's got a plan to prosper you. You're coming into all that God has got for you. We love you and we appreciate you. We can have communion together. Can I just give you one scripture and thank every one of you for giving, for sharing, for loving on the ministry. And if you've never done it yet, be encouraged through this word this morning. I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one of you, let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. God's system, the world system's built on buying and selling. The kingdom system is built on sowing and reaping. God's system is steadfast. You can go right now, no matter what's happening in the world system, on our land as we've been planting vegetables, it's still growing because we planted the seed. We planted the seed and no matter what's happening around, it's still growing. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you may all, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, as we're sowing and taking care of the poor. God says his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you've sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liber liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. Many people sending thanks for the food, for the help, for the support that they're getting. We are the ones that are sending it, but it's because of what you are doing. And he's saying, as you've been sowing, we have an administration process in place, taking care of the people. But he says, now may God give seed to a sower. And may is able to make all grace abound toward you. Having that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As you sow to this ministry, God is saying, I'll take care of you. He says, listen, he will multiply the seed you've sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness that you enrich in, in everything for all libera liber liberality. Here's the deal. God can only multiply what you sow. Thank you for sowing. Thank you for giving. People are being blessed and being helped. The ministry keeps on, on being a blessing. Thank you for everybody that's been even on the ground as essential services, making sure the food gets to people, making sure that our people are helped. We love you and we appreciate you. The Lord, continue to bless and strengthen you on every side for your, for your seed. Father, we thank you that you anoint every heart and every mind. Thank you that for the very first time, there's no manipulation in here. People that give, and get online to give, do it because they want to, not because they have to. They're giving it because they're not man being manipulated, but because your spirit is leading them and guiding them. And Lord, you said you love a cheerful giver. 
So bless the sons and daughters. Bless them in their giving. Bless all the partners across the globe, those that are increasing, that are coming to partner with us to make things happen. Bless them in their giving, Father. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. Great is thy faithfulness, my God. For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen and amen. Well, we love you. We are not done yet. For those that need healing, we want to pray for you. For those that are trusting God for healing in their bodies. And just, you know, by faith, we have communion as we do every morning, Sunday morning. Uh, this moment, let's take a moment. Can you go and fetch and just get some water, get some, some juice or a piece of bread. And let's just partake of the Holy Communion in this moment. The Communion. As a child of a living God. You have a blood bought right to walk disease-free, incident-free, accident-free, healing and wholeness in every area of your life. Spiritually, the Lord sanctify you, spirit, soul, and body. Because that was what belongs to you as a child of God. Receive your healing. The cleansing flow of his blood. You're forgiven. And your bloodline has been cleansed. All the way back to Adam. Divine health is your portion. There's a generational blessing upon you and your family. The blessing is to a thousand generations. Because if any man be in Christ, they're a new creation. Receive all. The finished work of Christ, your high priest, has provided for you in heaven. Amen. Receive. Now, Father, bless your sons and daughters. The Lord bless you. You're coming in and you're going out. You're rising up. You're sitting down. Blessed in the field and blessed in the city. Whatever you put your hands to, it shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. No sickness, no disease, no virus, no germ will touch them. Psalm 91 is their portion. Prosperity is their portion. You're able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Come to them in abundance that they may always and in all circumstances and whatever they need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, furnish in abundance in every good work and charitable donation. Bless them, multiply their seed, increase their fruits of righteousness. Bless them on every side. Teach them how to possess their possessions. We thank you, my God, that we're coming in because this is just a season where we're coming through. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. We love the fellowship. We miss you. But I just know, that in the promised land is where we're going to live and become all that God has called us to be. Love for myself and Pastor Z. We're only passing through. Be strong in the Lord. Be full of courage. We love you. Amen and amen.